Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle. Yeah. (laughs) Is this, I just got back from the dentist, like literally 15 minutes ago, I was at the dentist. My teeth are coated in a, um, in a wax that has, uh, uh, fluoride in it Mm -hmm. that is flavored like caramel because when I am at the dentist and they say, do you want to treat, we're doing a treatment. It is mint cinnamon bubblegum or caramel. I go, Oh boy, give me (laughs) caramel. Yeah. Yeah. And I always get the same response to, I always get like, wow, like nobody ever gets caramel. (laughs) (laughs) I get caramel. So my teeth have a coating on them to, uh, you can't see it. I saw you like trying to look. It's like, and especially through these webcams, you're like, I can totally make it out. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so every time I like talk or and my lips like move over my teeth a lot, I get like a little hint of caramel, hmm. which is pretty pleasant. It was yeah. very unpleasant when they first applied it because it was like so much caramel. It was like caramel to the point of pain, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> But uh, uh, I feel like we did we did an episode before where I had just gotten back from the dentist. I, I feel think like that so. happened once yeah. before. Yeah. Um, it makes sense because when they ask like, "What day do you want to do your your teeth cleaning?" I pretty much say like, "Oh, any day," and then I go except Tuesday because Tuesday is when I do weekly spooky, and that's like a very like busy and involved experience. Mm-hmm. Which means that they go with Wednesday or Thursday, which tend to be the days that you and I record. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no cavities, no, uh, no suspect teeth, no, um, no, uh, I don't know how your dentist does it, but my dentist does like, you know, uh, they mark it as like watch and then a one to like five or one to three scale or something. So we mm-hmm. like watch one, which means that like, eh, it's probably fine, but we, you know, we're just going to double check it next time to mm-hmm. watch three, which means like, eh, if it's still this bad next time, you might have a cavity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have all one. I have no ones. I don't even have watches at all. I don't have anyone. That's good. I don't have anyone. Thanks, Michelle. Um, but so uh, when was when was the last time you went to the dentist? That time when we talked about it on the show. Oh gosh, that was but that was a long time ago. That was right before the pandemic. So I'm I'm due, but I'm too scared to go during the pandemic. I don't want to. I, I get it. it's it's scary going to the one place where everyone's always been covered in PPE to begin with. But no, but everyone's mouths are just open all the time, and there's germs coming out of them. <laughs> well, I mean, not. But you're not. Do, wait, 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 wait. When you go to the dentist, they make you clean other patients' teeth because that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> only sometimes. Only when I ask. <laughs> but. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're supposed to go in and then they clean your teeth. No. So so you're not exposed to other people's open mouths. But there's 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 people and they have mouths and they're just open all the in, time. In, in separate the, rooms. It doesn't matter. It's airborne, so it's just going places and staying in the air and like bouncing off of stuff. I don't want to do it. 
<laughs> I don't want my mouth open in a room right now. I'm sorry. You are literally in a room with your mouth open right now. I know, but it, but it's my house, and there's no one else here, so they can't get me their their illness. <laughs> I'm just of all the places I've had to go, the dentist office felt the least threatening on account of everyone was already was masked before. <laughs> It's just now their mask is on, you know, from the moment you get there, as opposed to like, you know, once you sit down, they put on a mask. They they wear a mask and a face shield at the dentist. Um, so and actually, my uh, my uh, dental hygienist was uh, was like, you don't mind if I uh, if I just play this in the background, do you? And it was OSHA instructions because she oh. needed to, she needed to re up her OSHA certification, and she was like, she was like, I hope you don't mind. This is re- it's really boring, and it's not teaching me anything. So I'm just gonna listen to it in the background, so that every now and then I can click, you know, next mm-hmm. yeah. on the yeah. certification. And I was like, no, it's fine. So it didn't bother me. I mean, I, all like the funny thing is I, I forgot like that OSHA, like you need to re-up your OSHA as a dental hygienist. When I think of OSHA, I think of like forklift operators mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and like uh factory foreman, you know, and how many gallons of water you're supposed to drink per uh, degree Fahrenheit over 100 degrees, your workplaces and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my dad worked at a light bulb factory and uh, they had, uh, they had uh, checkboards on the walls and you had to check every time you drank um, a liter or two liter, a liter of water. You had to okay. mark it. And at the end of the day, if you were missing marks, you got in trouble. Wow. Because you would have to stop, drink a whole liter of water, and then mark, like, I drank a liter of water. And by the end of the day, I think it was three or four, or I think it was four or five liters of water was what was required for you to drink per day. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, making light bulbs is hot work. You know, you know, on the Simpsons, when they talked about how bad of a student Bart was and he went to the, there was an episode where he went to the guidance counselor and uh, they said with Bart's problems focusing and his, uh, what was it with Bart's problems focusing and like his, uh, his, um, his predilection to uh, commit to mischief and crime uh, society is relegating to him only the hottest and noisiest jobs. <laughs> and that always made me laugh. Cause my dad literally worked in like the hottest, noisiest place on earth mm-hmm. where they make light bulbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause, and I remember cause he would get off work and uh, he had like, you know, his earplugs that he wore around his neck and he had to drink, you had to drink like four large bottles of water a day minimum. So mm-hmm. it's like, that always made me laugh, you know, because of his penchant for crime and his lack of education, <laughs> we relegated, society will relegate only the hottest and noisiest jobs for him. And I'm like, well, that's my father's life. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not far off. So, uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I have a new obsession yeah it's uh it's see this yeah it looks like a chapstick right yes but it's not it's not it is an inhaler (sighs) oh right Woo! it's a vapo inhaler full of mint and uh and uh (sighs) oh and um um oh what's that word menthol so this is a menthol inhaler and this is non-medicated, non-habit forming, so it's a it's a cheap and legal high. <laughs> I can't stop huffing this menthol. I'm a person who who 
has been known to sit down with a can of vapor rub and just open it and just smell it. Like just sit there Aww. smelling it for because it just smells good. Um, I once watched a woman on My Strange Addiction who ate jars of vapor rub. She would eat three or four jars of vapor rub a day. A day? A that day. must be so expensive. And Maybe. imagine her poops. They must have been very not finicky. Like they would just, you know, I bet I bet she didn't spend more than forty five seconds in the bathroom ever in her life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um. Uh, but yeah, so I've been using this Vapo inhaler. It's really nice because I just like my whole head to feel refreshed. So like if I snort this and then I eat a mint and then I put in my Roto eye drops, which also have menthol in them and burn horribly. It's like all that's missing is my ears. So I want to put out a call. I know Johnson and Johnson, Procter Gamble, all these guys, they're all busy worrying about vaccines and stuff, but I'm putting a call out. Where is my minty ear thing? Okay. Okay. So we could just do this, right? I'm so listening. you get Q-tips, right? The Q-tips. And then you take, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like, um, like, uh, um, what's the thing where it's like the oil, essential oil, like, um, like peppermint essential oil and yeah. you just rub it on the inside of your ears. I don't think you're supposed to put oil in your ears. Well, this is what you want. So, no, I'm, but I want it to be medically safe, just like the eye drops and this inhaler. What about if you take, like, you grow mint, like a mint plant, and then you just shove it in your ear? <laughs> I want medicine to help me. I need medical, pharmaceutical companies. You are, you're not getting the job done. This you can hear it clicking. Yeah. That's the sound. Oh God, why did I do that so many times? Ah, ah, ah. Um if you snort it too much, um uh it, it can have a really interesting side effect. Of just making you like sneeze over and over and over and mm-hmm. over. But it's awesome though, because it's an expectorant. So like you'll sneeze over and over and over and have like no mucus left in your goddamn head. Like it gets it all out. Okay. I can quit anytime I want to. I, I, you said it was like non-habit forming, but I don't know if they, they might have been just lying to you. <laughs> Apparently Vix had a inhaler that was medicated and mm-hmm. like five countries banned it. And then Vix sold only that to another company because they were like, we don't want to deal with the liability anymore of this like drug, <laughs> this like wow. borderline amphetamine. Wow. So yeah, good times. Um, I ordered other flavors of Vapo inhaler over the internet to see what they're like. Cool, cool. Maybe. They're all they're all mentholated, but like some have cherry and berry and green apple and caramel. Okay, there's no caramel, <laughs> I, but I, I would have got it if there was. Uh, <laughs> but it makes me feel refreshed. Good. I love menthol. I can't help it, okay? And if something says mentholated, I'm like, I'm listening. <laughs> um so yeah, that's my new obsession. Good. Uh, so believe it or not, the other night when you and I were chatting on the phone or uh, yeah, I was on the phone. Uh, you mentioned you were explaining mountain monsters to your mother 
And I was like, Mountain Monsters? He's like, oh my God, I can tell you about Mountain Monsters. I literally said, stop. We're recording the show tomorrow. Let's save Mountain Monsters. (laughs) Because I have no idea what you're talking about yet. So, Michelle, I give you the floor. Tell me about Mountain Monsters. So, so anyway, there's... um you know, like how the travel channel is now like supernatural channel. Like it's just supernatural shows and they're all like, you know, supposed to be real sort of, you know, like it's either, they're either like shows where like people, you know, they go around and they like find things and look for ghosts or, or it shows about like, you know, factual things that might've happened (laughs) or like stories for those listening stories, air quotes. Um, Yes. (laughs) Like, uh, like, um, there's like paranormal caught on camera. There's, there's Alaska triangle, stuff like that. And there's shows about like people looking for like Bigfoot and stuff. So there's this show called, uh, mountain Mon- monsters, which my mom told me about. Cause she was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no, cause I don't watch anything called mountain monsters. Like I've seen it on and I'm just like, I don't want that. Like I'm you not would, really into cryptids. You would watch an anime called mountain monsters. Sure. <laughs> That's different. But I don't like want to watch a, like we go out and search for a monster for cryptids. Cause they're not going to find anything. And probably if they did. It would be news everywhere. Yeah. And Yeah. That's so what I always tell really- people when they watch those shows. It's like, do we catch Bigfoot? And I'm like, I feel like I would have heard about it before this yeah. aired. Yeah, they they don't catch Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I don't want to watch that. But she was like, no, it's really, really weird. And she like started explaining it to me. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. See, it's really interesting. Um, so I'll tell you the premise first, and then I'll explain why it's interesting. Okay. Um, so it's these guys who are from somewhere in the South, because they all have Southern accents. Of course, accents, of course. And they're yes. all like... You know, like they have giant beards. Of course. And yeah, so they're like super, super kind of stereotypical looking, maybe. And they're like going into the woods because they're trappers and they're going to trap like whatever cryptid is supposed to be in the woods. So it's just a show about them looking for, you know, monsters, cryptids in the woods and places, right? Sounds, sounds pretty normal, right? Uh, I, I mean, mean, when you say normal. Like normal for this kind for like the travel channel. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're they're trying to find something that's not there for an hour, and then and then they're like, we saw, we heard like a thing, and everyone's like, oh, a thing. Wow. But like that could have been anything. Okay, but this and then, is like where the it gets slide guitar kicks on and the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what that sound really was? Where I was waiting on the bayou or whatever song they get for the. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love some of those History Channel reality shows. They're all like that, though. It's like, anyway, here's Creedence Clearwater for Revival. So yes, anyway. but here's the thing about this, is it's not, as far as I can tell, it's not actually a documentary. It is, it's a found footage show. Um, oh, okay, Making Shit. it the only thing on the Travel Channel that I'm pretty sure is intentionally fictional. Um, <laughs> well but like, So, like, but it'll be like, they're like, they go to, I haven't seen all of the episodes or anything, but it's like, they go to like a place because they're looking for, um, what were they looking for? Some like big thing. I don't remember. They looked for like the Cherokee devil, but that was a different episode. But so they're like looking the for Cherokee a thing. Cherokee devil. That sounds interesting. Mean, in, yeah. In North Carolina, in the woods. And 
like, but they're like going places and there's this weird, cause it'll be like, oh, we're looking for this thing. And then they're like, we've set up a trap. And then it's like, okay. And then they get back to the trap and it's like closed, but nothing's in it except for like a weird dream catcher thing. And they like find all this Cherokee writing everywhere. And there's a guy with a hood, like in a cloak and he keeps walking through places and it's like, so it's like this this overarching story. There's actually an arc going on here, even though they're like going to all these places. And it's like, what's going on? Who's in the woods with them? What are they trying to get them to understand? It's super weird. And I don't <laughs> know where it's going, but there was like a two hour episode last week. And like, there's a guy and he was missing for three days. And like, <laughs> they went back to like where, cause like where this all happened. And he's like, he's like, I was here. And the Cherokee devil was watching me. And he's like, I got to sit under this waterfall because I, that's what he made me do last time. And I got to figure out like what happened. And then this other guy, and then he like sits under the waterfall and he gets like almost hypothermic. And then they're like, we got to take him back to the car. And then the other guy, cause there's like another team and they're like, go and find this guy with, um, with like the hooded guy who threw like a torch at them for some reason, they're going to find him and they go to the little red shack in the forest. And the guy's like, Oh, I can't go in the shack. Right. Cause he had to like, go look for the other guys. Cause their, their phone was their, their, um, in, their thing that you talk to people was off. And, um, <laughs> like, phone? So, no, no. Walkie-talkie? Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Walkie talkie. Cause they were following <laughs> the guy. So he can't go, couldn't get in touch with them. So he runs back. So he's like going to find them and he passes them. But then he gets to the red cabin and he's like, really bad things happened to me last time when I went in here. But he's like, I have to go inside. And he goes inside and he hears like banging. And then he goes outside and he hears his mom calling his name. And he's just like, mom, mom. And then after, and then the camera guys are like, you know, like, what's going on? Dude? And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he like just goes and sits down in the woods. And then like, they find him and he's like, I don't know. This thing's messing with my head. Like, what does it want from us? So I don't know what the hell is going on in the show. It is the weirdest show I've ever seen. So I did a quick glance of research about mm-hmm. the show. And yes. first of all, there are 69 episodes. Oh, no. Nice. And nice. Uh, <laughs> there are 69 episodes of the series so far. It is not openly scripted. I, I know, but it totally is. Like, there's no way it's not. Apparently, the people on Finding Bigfoot publicly accused them of being scripted and being actors. Absolutely. And also, like, just their personas in general. I was like, I don't, I think that they're putting these on. Like, I don't think this is real. Well, for the record, reality television is full of people pretending because it, reality television kind of sucks, but sometimes it's really good. Mm hmm. Uh, I am addicted to 90 day fiance. I watch it every fucking Sunday and I have, I do, I can do all of the voices of the annoying people on it. Um, I, (laughs) I watch it every Sunday with Rachel and, uh, whenever Rachel is like in the kitchen, when the show's about to come back from commercial, I go, Jovi, Jovi, I hate you. Leave me alone like this. Why you do this? And she (laughs) like, so, well, I just confessed that I listened to, or watched 90 Day Fiance. But here's the thing. So according to everything, it's a reality show. Mm-hmm. But then like under premise on Wikipedia, it says AIM, the Ames team is a self-styled fictional cryptozoology research team. Mm-hmm. 
But that's the only reference to fiction in their entire Wikipedia page. And when I Google, is Mountain Monsters real? Mm -hmm. Nobody has an actual answer other than that they say it is real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it, it was never, it was never, um, uh, alluded to that it wasn't real. Like it's just, you know, it's just like all of the other shows on the Travel Channel. You just kind of assume they're sort of kind of real, maybe. According but it like to this totally distra- isn't. It's totally according, not. According to this Distractify article, it says, if you are a fun of the, fan of the long-running Travel Channel series, you may recall the episode in which Huckleberry was allegedly hypnotized by the Mothman. This may be oh. the biggest red flag that the show is heavily scripted. However, <laughs> it seems fans don't care either way. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're making me want to watch it. You should totally watch it. One of the reasons that reality TV can be so good and especially is really good on like the history channel and the travel channel and the science channel is I really believe this. When you take a re- a, tr- a typical reality show, like when you take something like that, that was one of the biggest hits ever, which was Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of young, unlikable people. And then they're also pretty bad actors. Now, this is not to say that all reality television is scripted, but there are things to keep in mind. I mean, obviously I've worked in movies and TV for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be as simple as like, you know, I was talking to her yesterday and she fucking said this. And I said, well, you know what, bitch? Get, mm-hmm. you know, shit on you. And... <laughs> And, um, the, the producers will be like, can you, can you reenact that for us to tell the story, you know, Mm -hmm. to get it across. So they're like, and if once you know that they do that, it becomes really obvious when Mm -hmm. you're watching a lot of reality shows, like when they're basically doing something that they probably told the producers happened, they're Mm -hmm. doing it now for the cameras. It becomes like painfully obvious. Um, (laughs) there, by the way, so. When I was speaking of, because the only reality TV I watch all the time is 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. And we were watching it two weeks ago, and they go to a therapist. Like, one of the couples goes to a therapist, a couple's therapist. And as we're watching the preview of them, like, sitting down and talking to the therapist, I was like, that is not a shot of them sitting down. That is a shot of them getting back up in reverse. And I rewound oh. it and watched it, and you could tell because his, like, hand moves really suddenly at the end. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is a shot of them getting up in reverse because they didn't have a shot of them sitting down. And then in the actual scene... Mm-hmm. It's a shot of them getting it's it's reversed just like in the thing. I'm like, that is not them sitting down. That is them getting back up. Wow. Well, because part of what reality TV is all about is telling a story. Now, how mm-hmm. accurate to what really happened that story is depends on a lot of elements. You know, like how interested in telling the truth your crew is. Mm-hmm. That's a, sure. a big, sure. big part of it. You know, our or because I'm sure that the mountain monsters people if if it is that this ragtag group of of guys is just having fun, you know, with with the whole thing, and the documentary crew is just going with it to create fun TV, that's mm-hmm. probably what's going on. If I mm-hmm. had to guess, um, so that's kind of my point. Is like you know, you're always like when you make a documentary, you're looking for the story, mm-hmm. sure. and then you sure. find it in editing. But when you're making reality TV, sometimes it's too much. It's too annoying. There's too much pressure to make you know, 50 hour long episodes. So it's like, no, no, no. Can you just tell her what you just told me? And you just act like you didn't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. like so we can capture it. the biggest thing that I always talk about is like, 
is the moment when they like walk up and say hi for the first time with the camera crew. And I'm always like, Oh wow. Did they like mail him the microphone ahead of time? The wireless microphone yeah. under his shirt. Yeah. I always so that think about could... that too. Yeah. I always, I personally hate that. I'm like, why do you need the moment where they're shaking hands and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you wanted yeah. to go hyper realistic, you could literally show them like getting mic'd, mm-hmm. you know, and talk sure. to them while they're getting mic'd to be like, so how are you doing? You know, it's good to see you. We're excited to do the show. And be like, Oh yeah. You know, thank you. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it'd be fun. That mm-hmm. would be the real thing. But like them showing up and knocking on the door in the moment, go, Hey, come on in. Like, I, I, yeah. I hate it. That's yeah, the, I like that's, that either. That's the millennial version of the, Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Mm-hmm. We're doing, Oh my yeah. God. Which is like, which if you watch, that became self-referential so fast that used to be a real thing that TV things would do is like, Oh, I didn't see you there. I'm doing that. And then in the nineties, it was people making fun of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, I didn't see the crew and lights there. How are yeah. you doing? You know, come on in. I'm going to show you the white house. Um, but, uh, so <clears throat> it sounds like a hoot of a show. I'm probably going to have to, to watch it. Um, my my, the, my my two favorite kinds of reality shows are the ones that are just obscenely weird, like mm-hmm. 90 Day Fiance, and then the ones where they're actually really good, like they're really good documentaries. Like they don't fake anything, they, they do their best, mm-hmm. but then they try to make that interesting mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because it ends up yeah. being weirder. Mm-hmm. Like, like, have you ever watched River Monsters? Um, no, but I know what River Monsters is. It's yeah. so good because he doesn't lie. He's not faking anything. They don't sensationalize much. So all they have to make the show like riveting TV is music swells and ridiculous dramatizations because dramatizations <laughs> are, they're supposed to be fake. So it'll mm-hmm. be like, you know, but what could happen? And then you just see like a child being pulled under the water, like mm-hmm. screaming and blood coming up under the water. But then it's like, but they're talking to like an actual, like, scientist who studies fish and loves to go mm-hmm. fishing yeah and he's like could it be a monster in these waters and then it's just like you know a woman going <laughs> i joke that like i want to do a super cut where it's just like or oh, could something more devious be there and then like showing three of the shots they did but then just like editing in like a helicopter exploding and like, <laughs> and, like and like nazis marching like down the down the street like just it all reminds me of um, Scrooged when when he when he's like, "Here's the commercial for Scrooge we're going to show," and it's like it's like acid rain and people are like screaming and it's like thrill killers and you see like a guy shooting somebody <laughs> random from his car. It's like in the times like this, <laughs> the Dickens story is more important than ever. So watch Scrooged; your life might just depend on it. Like. <laughs> and the way he it's so great because it's so accurate to tell us how he's like he's like no i hate this commercial no one wants to see this i need them to believe that they have to watch this show because if they don't something horrible is gonna happen to them and their loved ones i need them to be afraid they're gonna miss it i need them to be scared <laughs> so that's so my point is that like yeah so television's come full circle for me mm-hmm it really has um, because like now I love seeing like the obvious setups and like the, why would you do that? They really amuse me most of the time. Hmm. Um, but I do love like when something is really dry and then obviously they just slapped stuff in to make it less dry. Like mm-hmm. that makes me laugh so hard. I love river monsters for that reason alone. Just the outrageous, outrageous dramatizations. Mm-hmm. 
are so good. I mean, that's why Unsolved Mysteries was so great for so many years because the dramatizations were ridiculous. I knew a guy who was a working actor. He didn't have a huge amount of success, but he was a working actor and he was in a dramatization for Unsolved Mysteries. Oh. As a bad guy, like a guy who robbed a bank. Oh. And a woman called the police on him when she saw him like out I and about. I think we talked about this. Yeah. She thought, she thought that was the actual, he was playing a real guy. She thought he was the actual guy. She called oh, the police. Man. <laughs> I mean, and in that lady's defense, this is like 1988. Mm-hmm. The media is still kind of mysterious. To most people, like, I think that's an honest mistake for the given the time period. Mm-hmm. I think that now we're a lot, now we all carry cameras around and we like kind of understand the separation. But back then, I mean, we're talking, you know, in the 1950s, you would show like a, like, you would have like a guy with a fly head jump at the camera and women would faint. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we've grown to understand what we're seeing better. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we're not fainting in movie theaters anymore because, you know, we we properly understand that it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite stories about the development of cinema is uh so a lot like how VR is right now, like virtual reality video, they call mm-hmm. them experiences because most of the time it's just a, a thing happening. It's not yeah. like it's not telling necessarily a story. It's like you're in a shark cage or you're on top of a mountain or, you know, their experiences. That's how film was in the early, early days. Like you would go to the theater and watch a three minute video of a train, like a really big train coming into a station because you never because you could live somewhere where like you're never going to see a train that big ever. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. whoa, this is really interesting. And you're seeing it literally on a giant screen, which is still new. Mm-hmm. But famously, they got a shot of the train coming straight toward the camera and people screamed and like freaked out because they Aww. thought the train was going to hit them. Aww. Because they didn't understand the medium yet. It was mm-hmm. still it was still a new concept. So that's mm-hmm. my point about like why reality TV is so different than it was back then. Yeah. You yeah. Know, people are understanding it more, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember when reality TV was so hot, everyone hated on it, myself included, because mm-hmm. it was just especially because of Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore was the the worst one. Although that episode where Snooky got punched was pretty amazing. A guy just punched her in the face. I mean, all she did was call him a bunch of names and dare him to punch her in the face. And then yeah, out of nowhere, yeah, he punched her in the face. That's, that's impressive. Who knew? <laughs> and what's great is it was totally real because, like, the guy's face was blurred and stuff. Like, they and they barely oh, got it. Wow. No, it was real. He punched wow. her in the head. Um. <laughs> so, I, I have no idea what my point is, but now I have to watch Mountain Monsters. I'm yeah. guessing I have access to it because I have access to the same television you have access to. Mm-hmm. So, so you should you should at least have ac- access to the later episodes. At, yeah, at I mean, worst. I'm sure it's not the whole shebang, but I'm yeah. And, and now I can watch Mountain Monsters and be like, oh, I didn't mean to watch it. I thought I was watching Mountain Men, which is like one of my favorite reality shows ever. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see those guys on that show. That's because that's the best part about like reality TV is when you get like solid fringe personalities and you get to like mm-hmm. spend time with them. And that's what you get on a lot of these travel channel shows and stuff because they're like, here's what it's like to live in the mountains by yourself with three dogs hunting bobcats. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to be totally average. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? yeah. <laughs> so I like that guy. I do too. He doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the most shocking moment in all of Mountain Men was the guy who hunts bobcats. When they revealed he went home and had a wife, I was like, "How?" 
because he's not just got a weird job he's weird looking he's and really weird, weird sounding yeah and he drives around with a dog chained to the hood of his car so that he yeah. can follow it's it, it, the way it sniffs and then he comes up and he has a wife and i'm like how did he, where do you meet what do you put on the dating profile in the match.com <laughs> article of like what do you do for a living you're like well i'm batshit insane <laughs> You know, like, I'll probably never hurt you. He d- he does a good job though. Like he's he gets really paid. good at his job. Yeah, so he's not he's not totally insane. He's just no, no. He's really really good at his job. He's just nuttier than a squirrel turd. You know, fruitier than a fruit cake or nuttier than a fruit cake. Uh, uh, I don't have any more. Um, so <laughs> I well, I'm glad that you got to enjoy your mountain monsters. Um. I'm glad that you found something to appreciate that isn't just anime because we're all worried about the amount of anime you consume. I know. Um, but, <laughs> but I feel like there was, there was something else I wanted to talk about and I cannot remember it at all now, uh, which is okay. Um, I guess I'll mention it very briefly. I'm recovering from what was probably COVID. The end. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I get like cloudy brained and get really tired. Michelle's been putting up with it for, <laughs> for months, uh, of, of me like being late or not months for a month yeah, of me like yeah, being see, late to go. record. And it feels like months, uh, being late to recording and, and, uh, and falling asleep suddenly and waking up late and, and stuff like that. So, uh, I do apologize. You probably, now that I've said that, people are going like, to go back and listen and be like, he's totally like, his brain sucks. I, we used to record two episodes uh, a week and then release them staggered, but now I like don't, I'm like, it's too much work. Let's just talk for a half an hour. Then I go take a nap. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, so I do apologize if I get a little, uh, muddled or lost or confused or whatever. Um, it's Michelle's fault. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you don't have to be so solemn about it. Jeez. Well, it's my fault. I don't, like, what else do you want me to do? Acceptance. I think that's, that's the way to go. I, I said, yeah, when you said it was my fault. <laughs> Is that the like the epitome of like endorsement you can do? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, but <clears throat> you really need to uh go to the dentist. It's important. I will. I will. It's it I and I'm I really just want to get vaccinated and then we'll talk about that. I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> I, I, a friend of mine in upstate New York was able to get vaccinated because there were extra slots. Mm-hmm. So, and he's, well, he's like in his forties, but his wife is like just maybe four or five years older than us. So what I'm saying is it, 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 we're expendable as fuck, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. We're, we're super expendable. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep it light and I did. I'm going to just take some more of this mentholated. I'm going to send you some. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I would like that in my Why nose. Not? I don't I don't know. I mean I, I don't think it would be terrible. I just don't think it's something I would really enjoy. But it's non-habit forming. <laughs> it's so good. 
I just keep it next to me on the couch for when I want to feel happy. What's it like biting into a York peppermint patty? (laughs) Cramming it up your nose. Uh, So, um, uh, before we go, um, you can't, you, Michelle has a real problem with like not being able to resist doing certain things like getting me to watch another anime while I'm, I'm currently watching an anime. So Michelle has, I, I wouldn't usually want to watch two animes at once. Um, or animes as I believe is the plural. (laughs) Um, but you told me like, I'm watching this show and I was like, okay. And you're like, this show is called wonder egg priority. And I was like, that has to be a bad translation. And you were like, it's not. (laughs) I was like, all right. So we watched an episode. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I liked it. Good. It was, it was, it was about as weird as I expected. Um, but I just want to say that, I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm committed cause I liked that episode, but the entire reason I watched it was that I, it was, it's not that. Okay. So there, I've watched plenty of, um, of, uh, animes where like the, the title didn't really tell me what I was getting. Mm-hmm. Like Mob Psycho 100, um, Gurren Lagan. I was like, oh, it sounds like a name, you know. So, yeah. I, so it didn't really tell me much, but at least it was a name in the show. Mm-hmm. It was, a, yeah. And uh, bless you. See what happens when I thank you when I when I cram all this wonderful stuff up my nose. That's I, non-habit yeah. forming. Yeah. It says on the bottle, really small, non-habit <laughs> forming. Um. But, you know, or like, yeah, so, you know, Gurren Lagan, I was like, oh, it's a name of something. Uh, Mob Psycho 100, it, it, it misled me, but at least it was like, it made me have a thought. But when I heard mm-hmm. Wonder Egg Priority, I had no assumptions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an idea of what it was going to be like at all. And that made me excited. So that's my life now. Michelle is forcing me to watch Wonder Egg Priority. And then once I, and then the best part is Michelle will be like, maybe you should watch this. Maybe you should watch this. And then once I watch it, she's like, you don't have to watch it. You should stop watching it. You probably don't want to watch it anymore. Is that a fair assessment? It's really hard for me because like, I'm excited about it or something. And I'm like, I want somebody to like watch it with me and be and like really like it. And then, and then I watch it with them and I'm like, oh no, they hate it. It's not as good as I thought it was. And now they're, they're never going to trust me again for anything. So... So I think it's best to just kind of abandon me. That's a, <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.